Good morning. How are you? Indeed, I think I haven't been here in more than a year. I think the last time I was here, I spoke about the language of God. I recall very much. And uh, you are all doing well? Fantastic. Um, God is very exciting. I recall that when I started preparing for this session with you, um, what came to my mind was to walk through the Bible. And that's how the Holy Spirit was dealing with me. And then Adam spoke with me and she said, Mommy, what we are doing is Bible challenge and we are studying the Bible. And I said, oh, how, how awesome is that? So we know that this morning the Lord will teach us many good things focused on the Bible. Now, if you are happy about that, give God a wave. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, for your power in the midst of the years, for the things you do with every age, every generation, how you love us and how you care for us. This morning is my prayer that you will cause us to see your word in an extraordinary manner. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Please, I left a notebook also there. You brought only the Bible. So what do I have to speak with you about? I'd like to, I know you are, you, you are embarking on the journey of um, studying the concept of leadership, what leadership is, how the, the, the role of leadership in our lives, etc. So I'm here, I, I'd like to speak on a uh, title, The Bible is a Leadership Manual. It's a long title, but take it like that. The Bible is a Leadership Manual. Leadership is an extremely important subject to study. And this is so because without leadership, you can't achieve anything on earth. And I'm very serious about this statement. It seems like a drastic statement, but it is true. You know, I didn't say without leaders. I said without leadership. So in discussing this concept of leadership with you, the first thing I want you to note down is that leadership is a quality. It's a certain type of character. It's a quality that has character. Because all leaders are required to have those characteristics, we tend to mix up leaders and leadership. But it's like soup. We, you can see soup, right? When you see soup, you can recognize soup. Soup, as distinguished from stew, what is the most critical difference? Can somebody volunteer? Pardon? Oh, don't look at me. 
Otherwise, you, you haven't met me before. Eh? I'll go and leave you all. I came to visit you, to talk with you, and you, you are not minding me. What's the difference between soup and stew? Raise your hand and talk clearly. Yes, sir. In white, over there, yes. I have to be careful not to fall down. What's it? Yes. Stew is thicker than soup. Stew is thicker than soup. So stew, we can distinguish between soup and stew by the running nature of soup, isn't it? Soup is watery and stew is thick. Aha. Uh -huh. In the same vein, when we see the outcome of the quality of leadership, we can recognize it. And invariably, people who are appointed as leaders in the society, it is because they may have shown leadership qualities or they are expected to, sh to show leadership qualities. So whenever we think of leaders, we think of a certain role. We think of the president, the chairman of something, uh, the chief executive, father, mother, etc. We think of these as leaders. But you see, every leader has to exhibit leadership qualities. And so this morning, my focus is on leadership, the qualities, not leaders as roles or status. Do you understand me? So far, so good? Okay. I didn't come here to preach. I came here to teach. There's a difference, okay? Teach, preaching is emotive. It's emotional. I will be asking you to yield your emotions and your mind, but teaching is cerebral. It's all in the head. So I'm asking you to engage with me with your mind. Are you hearing me? Good. Very good. So, in discussing that the Bible is a leadership manual, the first premise I want you to keep in your heart is that if you study the Bible, if you love the Bible, you will get to know such good leadership qualities. Invariably, you will become a good leader. If you study the Bible diligently, and as we walk through the Bible this morning, you will see what I mean. Every aspect of the Bible teaches us very deep leadership secrets, very deep leadership ways, very deep leadership qualities. So actually, I'd like this to go back a bit, if you don't mind. If you can take it back a bit for me. So whilst they are doing that, let me also say that there are two types of leadership I want you this morning in our conversation for us to pay attention to. Personal leadership, write it down, and group leadership. Personal leadership and group leadership. Now, it's going, it's, it will be very difficult for you to be a good leader of a group unless you have developed your leadership qualities personally. So, the target in learning leadership qualities is first to apply it to your own life. 
so that you deepen your personal leadership knowledge. And as you keep applying it to yourself, you will discover that you become qualified to lead groups. It is in being a good leader of your own personal life that you are able to lead people as a group leader. So, note personal leadership and group leadership. And when you appreciate that, you will not sit back constantly hoping that somebody will do something because the more passive you are about developing yourself, the less you are able yourself to become what God called you to be. Because leadership has one mighty definition. Every good leader is able to move from one point to another point to achieve what they set their heart to do. So the beauty of leadership is that it teaches you to become what you want to become. Amen. Anyone who studies the subject of leadership, whether directly or indirectly, who accepts what leadership brings into their life in terms of learning and application, anyone who does that invariably becomes a champion. So do you want to become a champion in life? Do you want to become, to be able to take yourself from zero to hero? Yes. I, do you want to be able to move yourself from grass to grace? Yes. To become what your heart wants to be? Then listen intently to the subject of leadership. The leadership schools, all that they teach, take it very seriously. Because it is about the greatest form of equipment. For all, for all challenges in life and for taking you to what you ought to become in life. So as we study this subject, I remember there was a... Uh -huh. There are four aspects of leadership that I want us to focus on. And I'm going to write them here and we will fill them as we go along. The first aspect... Is characteristics. So I'll just write, since it's a very long word, I'll just write character here. But I actually mean characteristics. Characteristics means different aspects of character. You understand that, don't you? I'm, I, at least I hope so. Then I will also be focusing on values. Then there are only four of them. So we'll flip from one to another. Then attitudes. And finally, skills. So, can, can you see? Oh, but even if you can't see, you can hear. Oh. So there is character. So, we, to, we are creating a chart. Now, how do I get up and come and look at it? Just for one, one or two minutes, and then you go back. 
One of the things leadership does, and leadership takes you from zero to hero. So you should be interested. Do you see how I've done it? Aha, uh -huh, very simple. You are sitting there waiting for them to come and do it and come and tell you. And so they'll get their blessing, become what they want to be before you become. Is that the way forward? Especially, most of you are girls, right? That's my sorrow. Many girls are waiting for someone to hand it over to them. Come, come closer and see it properly. It's very, a very simple chat, right? So that's it. Character here, values here. In the same vein, on the same page, are you listening to me? Because you are about the only people who can hear. Are you listening? Who can see? I'm sorry. Are you listening? On the next page, in the same way that I have done it, there's attitudes and skills. So it's been put on the screens for us. But I'm doing it in chat form. So the, I would really appreciate it if you can travel with me. Whenever, so create uh, uh, four columns. So whenever I do a characteristic, you put it there. I, I, in, in the space be, beside it. So how is the Bible a leadership manual? The Bible is the most excellent, I think it is the most excellent leadership manual because it teaches all aspects of leadership. If you spend quality time studying the Bible, you will be able to get into your system, your mental system, your emotional system, your spiritual system. Every aspect of your life will be soaked with leadership knowledge. And without even saying it with your mouth, you will begin to see that you have learned the skills, you have learned the proper attitudes, you have learned the values, you have learned the characteristics of how to move yourself from one location to another location. Such that even when things seem so overwhelmingly difficult and are going to pull you back, you will have the ability to move yourself from the back to the front. Is that something you like to know? Fantastic. All right. So the book of Genesis. What does the book of Genesis teach us? concerning leadership. What characteristic, what values, what attitudes, and what skills. The book of Genesis teaches us, and I'm going to be very summary about every book, because as you know, there are 66 books. In fact, I'll put many books together, but every one of them, I'll teach you something. So that, And I'm hoping that it will cause you to look out for those lessons as you study them. You hear? The book of Genesis teaches us the characteristic of being a visionary. A characteristic of leadership, which is being a visionary. It teaches us a skill of leadership, which is being creative. Being creative. It teaches us the values of patience, endurance, and perseverance. Should I go over it? Being a visionary, working with vision, 
understanding the power of vision. Growing in the capacity to have a vision. I'm saying it in different ways, am I not? It teaches us the values of always seeking good. Always seeking good. It teaches us the attitude of perseverance, endurance, and patience. Since it's being done for me there, I, I, I won't spend time on it here. I'm expecting that when I finish with uh, Genesis, it, it will be put on the screen. Now, how does the book of Genesis teach us about being visionary? If you notice, it starts by saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Do you remember and so we have this broad statement that this is what God wanted to achieve, to create heavens and earth. And we discover from even just Genesis chapter 1 how God meticulously, process after process, step after step, created one thing, first let there be light, and there was light. Then he goes on, he separates the waters, then he creates the different lights. Process after process, it teaches you endurance, perseverance. One skill that you learn from this exercise in just the first book of the Genesis is strategic, strategic living. Skill as a skill, strategic living. Living by strategy. Anyone who is growing in their leadership skill always ask, because always ask themselves, what is the most important thing that I need to do? What is critical in my life at this moment? What do I need to achieve? How best do I spend my time? So the skill of time management is developed from when you have a vision. Are you adding that to the skills? Time management. The ability to break the amount of time you have into pieces and to use each piece for a certain activity. Uncle Bijou said this morning that use some of your film time for reading the three chapters. If you want to achieve the knowledge of the Bible as the project, the program of the Bible challenge is leading you into, you will begin to set aside quality time for reading the Bible. And you know, you have 24 hours in a, in a day. So in, in a week, how many hours do we have? Is there a good mathematician here? 24 times 7. Hey. And you want to be computer scientist? One? 158. 168 hours. Now, if you have 168 hours to learn three chapters so that on Sunday morning you won't look like a dance. You, are, you understand me? 
every time they do the test. As for you, you can't figure yourself out. Shouldn't you feel bad? Pardon me? So in every week, you've been given 168 hours. Why don't you look through the week and choose three hours, four hours that you set aside just for this purpose? Am I making sense to you? So everyone who really knows how to achieve knows that if I don't pay attention to something that is important, when the time comes, I will be found wanting. And so that person, and that is what God did in Genesis 1. He, he, he took seven days, and the seven days he broke it up. And every day we are told that he did a particular thing. So everyone who learns the skill of leadership knows time management because the person, you know that you can't do everything at once. And you also learn the skill of prioritization. Now that's a long word, but it comes from what word? Priority. Priority, having priorities. I've got several judgments I'm working on in my study now. But for this morning, my priority is to be in church. They can't consume me all my life. So I have to, I have to schedule. You, I have to schedule. This time I'll do this. This time I'll do this. You don't make excuses just because you've got several things to do. Am I making sense to you? So the book of Genesis, the opening chapter of Genesis, teaches us how to be creative. The skill of creativity, the characteristic of being a visionary, the attitude of perseverance, endurance, patience, the value of process. You don't want everything at once. There is nothing in life that occurs at once. If a preacher comes to tell you, and that preacher is lying. There is no way how you never to be in one day. Because life is cycles and waves. And unless you know the skills of leadership, when it goes into a valley, you won't know how to bring yourself out. So, in Genesis, we also learn that there is nothing wrong with setback. Now, ask me why I'm saying this. Right in the first verse of the Bible, we are told that and darkness covered the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and darkness covered the earth. So that means that you can actually start something, and it can go wrong. You may fail an exam, but that's not the end of life. Am I making sense to you? That attitude of understanding that if it goes wrong, there's a way to get back up. What is the way? identify, be a visionary, identify your target, what grades am I looking for, what subject is my, is my weakest point, who are the teachers that intimidate me, how do I move from this point to this point, what really went wrong? Analyzing what went wrong, strategic living. You'll find also in the book of Genesis that God decides to take, to build a nation for himself. In fact, the book of Genesis is a lot of stories about things that began, ended, began, ended, began, and finally began. There was up to 
the book of Mo, uh, uh, Genesis 6. You remember Noah. God, first God created, they got into uh, Eden. Something went wrong in Eden. Do you remember? So he sacked them. He started another cycle. The second cycle didn't have Cain. It had uh, Adam and his wife, and they moved to Eve, uh, to their son Seth in Genesis 5. By Genesis 6, the earth had become a very horrible and corrupt place. God started a new process. Noah built an ark, and strategically, he put Noah's family in the ark and destroyed everything. Started another cycle with Noah and his family. Do you remember that? Then they went off to the Tower of Babel and said, we want to protect ourselves. Then God said, this one too, I have to stop it. So you see, you learn, this, the, 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 you learn to understand. That's what I'm saying. You learn perseverance, endurance, process. You learn to understand that sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. And if it's not good, you don't sit there looking helplessly. Boo, 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 like a talk. No, 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 no. If it goes wrong, you sit back and think, now what do I do with this problem? Am I making sense to you? What do I do with this problem? You analyze. What time frame do I need? How do I prioritize? How do I segmentalize? How do I ensure that I use every bit of what has been given to me? How do I mobilize resources? So another skill you learn is mobilization. Write it out. Mobilization. Then we, get, we come to Exodus. At some point in time, you may just find that something needs to change for you to go on with the dream of your life. You may need to move out of some place. You may have, have gotten yourself into some habits that are destroying you. There's some oppression in your life. You are sleeping too much. You are watching too much TV. You are spending too much time on the phone. Am I talking to somebody? Too much screen time. I've, I've noticed something. Now they tell you how many, how long you had, uh, too, how much screen time you spent in, in a month on my phone. I get that data and I was so excited. Because I, had, I could ask myself, why, why do I want to spend so much time on the screen? What am I doing? And then I was assured, I have a lot of meetings on the screen. So I, I, I immediately I began to calculate. Okay, so how much of, of this was useless time and how much was productive time? But you see, the book of Exodus is about when you have become complacent, you are in a place and things have gone wrong. You have presumed that all is well and then you begin to see how things can go wrong. I'm talking about leadership. At that point in time, Exodus teaches us how a group of people were brought out of a place where they were under total oppression. Is that true or that's not true? Is that true or that's not true? We learn about God being the ultimate leader. Beloved, when you find that you've gone to get yourself involved in something. You've gone into a certain corner and it is 
hurting you. Whether it's a relationship, it's smoking. Am I making sense? You were made a treasure, you went to chop their money. <laughs> you are in deep trouble. Cry out and come out. Say to your friend, cry out and come out. Cry out and come out. Exodus is about crying out and coming out. It's about, don't stay there. I've already talked about setback in the book of cycles, in the book of Genesis. But Exodus is about humility. The attitude of humility. The skill of leveraging power beyond yourself. That is a skill. Leveraging power beyond yourself. Uncle Bijou, please, I need help. How can you help me? Auntie, I'm trying to... Auntie Jifa, I, I, I found myself in this corner. How can you help me? The people of God in the book of Exodus, they cried out. And God sent them help. Am I making sense to you? Because there will always be someone bigger and higher than yourself. The concept of God. Put your bag down. Open it. Find a book. Find pen. That's why you came to church. Don't waste the morning. Before I move from here, let me see what is inside. You don't have a pen? You have a pen. You thought you would listen rather. Put the bag down. Mm -hmm. This is a mother and a grandmother. I'll deal with you. Uh -huh. Push it down there. Uh -huh. Now let's learn. This is how it goes. Cry out and come out. There's always someone higher and bigger than you who can help you. That's the lesson of the book of Exodus. There's always someone higher and bigger who can help you. And when they help you, don't become a complaining, whining. Uh, uh, you, you should have even left me there. Uh, 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 when, when, when you start smoking and your dad locks you up in a room. Uh, hey, I'm not even watching TV. It is for your own. Finish my word, my words for me. It is for your own. It is for your own. Do you remember when they came out on, on, on the desert in Exodus and they were saying, we don't have garlic, we don't have onions, we don't have this. When they were there and they were crying out and they were brought out, were they not suffering? So whenever somebody comes to deliver you from evil, learn to be grateful and learn the leadership lessons. Beloved, life is not easy. I have lived 60 years and I can well assure you that life is not easy. You can keep going into all sorts of corners and harming yourself and, and it happens for countries, it happens for families. You may have been in a family where one day your father went for a loan, he wasn't able to pay, they came and sold your house. You may have seen stuff like that. Your brother or your sister or some cousin got addicted and something went wrong. This is the nature of life. And so you need leadership skills, leadership attitudes, leadership values. The value of humility. 
the ability to seek help, understand that even God is a triune God. Even God is not alone. His Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. There are times the Father sees that the Son comes down to do the work, then the Holy Ghost will come and continue. If, some, if even God needs help, am I making sense to you? If even God is not alone, let me assure you, you cannot walk alone in life and win. Give the Lord a clap for that. It's a huge lesson. It's a huge lesson. The principle of help, the characteristic of seeking help, the ability, that's the, I don't mean keep going, keep going around begging, but when you can do things for yourself, you can strategize and do things for yourself. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is when it's critical, understand that you need help. You work with people. If you recall, when Moses was bringing them out in Exodus, it wasn't just Moses. There was Aaron. Are you hearing me? Uh-huh. So Exodus is about coming out when it goes bad. How about Leviticus? Leviticus teaches us about institutions. Institutions, write it down. One of the characteristics of leadership is institutionalization or building institutions, building structures, building orderliness. Orderliness. This world, there are institutions, there are structures, there's orderliness. Maybe you were not, you, you, the, something went wrong and you are being brought up in an environment where people talk as they please. Please understand this. There's order in this world. If there's rudeness in your environment, when you come to church and they start teaching you about ketsy, how to, how, how to know how to organize yourself, please do not resist it. Because that's why the Lord's Prayer says, Hallowed be thy name. My Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. One of the first things you need to know is about respect. Write it down. An attitude of respect. There is no institution. The earth is organized. This world is organized into institutions. There's families. There's home. In the workplace, there are institutions. When you walk out here, there are institutions. There is the Tema Municipal Assembly. Everywhere you go, there are leaders. Everywhere you go, there are characteristics of leadership. Every environment on the face of this earth. And that's what the book of Leviticus teaches us. About worship, about structure, about order, about institutions. Don't go into a class and there's leadership and then uh, the, the structures, and you begin to think, oh, as for me, I don't want to be like this. As for me, I don't like this. As for me, I don't like this. That kind of posture in your life, disrespectful posture, it will affect your promotion. It will affect your coming up. Oh, as for that girl, she's too known. Every time they ask for work, she wants to go and do it. She's the only one who wants to be seen. But you, what are you doing? You, what are you doing? She wants, she wants Uncle Biju to like her. That's why she's always greeting him. You to greet him. 
two greeting because respect, humility, institutions, reverence is very much a part of how we organize life in the world. And if you understand respect, if you understand knowing how to place yourself in institutions, beloved, there is no position you cannot go to. There is nothing you cannot achieve. I found something very strange about Ghanaians. I mean, I, I, sometimes I find it very difficult to understand. People don't want to keep a bank account. People don't want to do this. They don't like structures until an opportunity comes in life. They said there's a business fair abroad. There is this here, but you need this record. Even the, the, the registration of a, the Ghana card. It became a problem for so many people because their birth certificate, they told a different date. Going to school, they told a different date. You are laughing. Say you know. Every record of this, there's a different information. Oh. And then, because God is gracious, an opportunity comes in life. And your records are a mess. And you lose your opportunity. Your cousin, just yesterday, uh, somebody was telling me the problem of somebody tried to adopt their niece because they had messed up their records. And they were going to take them to some very good country where things are peaceful, their GDP is in the thousands, you know, a very, very nice country. The court said, We can't give you the adoption order because of this. Begin to learn to live your life in an orderly, institutionalized manner. When they say we sleep at this time, sleep. We wake up at this time. I'm not saying just be a zombie, but I'm telling you that on the face of this earth, there is something called institutions. Am I making sense? And that's what the book of, when you study the book of Leviticus, you will see it. Worship, um, this offering, and that offering, and this priesthood, and this Levitical order, and this order. This is, there is structure in the heavenlies and in the earth. And if you want to go far in life, understand it. So we come to numbers. As for numbers, I will be very brief. Many people don't like the book of Numbers. They don't like the book of Chronicles because they think, and I'm, 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 I'm joining Chronicles to Numbers here because they think it's dry reading. It's about data. Did, I hear, did you hear me? Data, mathematics, numbers. When you think of data, you only think of phone data. I'm talking about keeping documentation and numbers appropriately. When you, are a, 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 when you are a treasurer or a secretary and they say keep the minutes, by the time of your tenure, they can't have any clean minutes. Why am I talking about secretaries and treasurers? I suspect there are some here. When they ask for the minutes of the meeting, nothing. But our God, the Bible teaches about minute records. When you read the book of Numbers, you will see 
and the, and, the, and the tribe of this, there were 612. And this one was 715. The every, and you like the sound of uh, the hair on your head is numbered. That one, you are excited about it. But you don't know that God expects you to keep proper records. Keep proper data. How much pocket money was given to you when you were going to school? How much did you spend on this? How much did you buy this for? When they send you with money... Because you want to be able to pilfer little bits of it. When they ask you for records, the records have become manya. Beloved, let me tell you something about promotion in life. Before anyone promotes another person, they ask about them. Let me tell you this. Before they promote you to become a facilitator, the people in this room will check you out. I have come this far in life and I've seen, look, I, I, I went, I got a scholarship to study in Holland once upon a time. The Dutch embassy went to my primary school. Are you hearing me? They, all, they insisted on having, I mean, one little scholarship. It's not little though. One scholarship. I had to give details of my, school, uh, my primary school. Where my parents come from, my father's village. My, the, and because I'm a teacher's child, we lived all over the country. So they went to a Jumakum at some point. Do you know Jumakum? It's in some town somewhere. At some point, my father was a vice principal in a training college there. So I had to go to school there. They went there. Then they went to Winneba. At some point, we were there. Then they went to Suhum. At some point, we were there. They, were, they went to all these towns. They went to the Omahini of my town. You say, hmm. Before you become anything quality in life, everyone will check you out. They check me out, check me out. Right now, I know that there's no data on me that people in this country don't know. Maybe you don't know, but the BNI and all of those people, they know everything. You can't come to my position and they don't know whether you smoke or you drink. That's life. The Bible says that before whom nothing is hidden. That is even how it is in national life. So don't, 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 be, don't be interested in secret sins. Have, I, have you heard me? Don't be interested. Don't make it a habit. Because let me tell you a very terrible story once upon a time. It's almost 9 a.m. I have a friend, a very big lawyer. When he was a young person, he experimented with drugs. He was in school in the UK. And one day he was traveling and he had some marijuana on him. And he was arrested and taken to court and he was convicted. Of course, he moved away from that habit. He became a solid lawyer, had a law firm. Then, as Ghana started democracy, there was a very big position they wanted to give to him. That conviction, when he was 18 years old, he couldn't become. And they never were able to give him any position after that. No matter what he did. So the journey starts now. 
the journey to becoming starts. Can we say it again? The journey starts when? They will have record on you. That is the book of numbers for you. And then we come to Deuteronomy. What is Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy means restatement. Restatement means saying it over and over and over and over. That's why we come to church. Communication. The skill of communication. The attitude of being ready to listen. Readiness to listen. Write it down. Readiness to listen. Skill of communication. The value of humility once again. You stand there till somebody talks to you, talks to you, talks to you. You don't log off. Oh, Uncle Bijou, you finish and go just now. That's Deuteronomy for you. Then we come to Judges. We come to Joshua, sorry. Joshua is about personal leadership. The book of Joshua is about... Uncle Bijou, can I continue another day? <laughs> Joshua is about personal leadership. One man... And do you know how Joshua developed leadership? Do you know that Moses had children? Do you know Moses' brother Aaron had children? But who was Joshua? Who was Joshua who succeeded Moses? He was not Moses' child. Neither was he Aaron's child. He, we are told he is the son of Nun. Maybe God was even playing a joke on all of us by calling his father Nun. He was the son of what? Nothing. Nobody. Because who, who was Nun? Ah, he's Nun. He's nobody. Joshua, the son of Nun. But that, was, that man, Joshua, is the one who took them into the promised land. He didn't come from any mighty family. He didn't come from any majestic family. But there was something that Joshua did. Joshua stayed close to Moses. Everywhere, the Bible says he was somebody who poured water on the hands of Moses. Are you hearing me? The attitude of servanthood. The value of doing your part. The skill of servanthood. Don't write it down. It's, it's, I'm teaching you that leadership is very complex. The ability to carry yourself from one level to another. That's why people fail. And then they don't understand why they have failed. Because it's a comprehensive way of living. Does comprehensive make sense to you? Comprehensive means your mind, your emotions, your will, your intellect, all of that is involved in the journey to becoming who you ought to become. Life is not an easy road. It has nothing to do with your father having money or your mother having the right name. Otherwise, Joshua, the son of Nun, will not be the most effective person who took them to the promised land. Moses fell in the desert. Am I making sense to you? Moses couldn't fix it. 
He, he worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. But they said, your eyes will see the land, but you shall not enter therein. The higher you go in life, the fewer the people are. And the more unnecessary mistakes you make in life, the more things can trip you on the way. So the journey starts when? Now. Joshua, the son of Nun. When you study the book of Joshua, I want you to enjoy it. And Joshua conquered this. And Joshua conquered this. And Joshua conquered this. One man, he was like a tornado. But he was able to lead them to conquer the entire promised land. Said there was not one single space that Joshua could not conquer. Because he was humble. He served. He, he learned, he studied, he paid attention. The, at some point, the Bible says, when Moses came down from the mountain, Joshua remained on the mountain, the mountain of God. That guy saw heaven, oh. He saw heaven. He saw Jesus feely, feely. Do you remember, when you studied, you will notice, when, before the battle of Jericho, he's the guy who got Jericho walls to come down. That's Joshua. I've enjoyed myself so much going through this. I want to do it again. Because <laughs> there's a lot to learn, right? The book of Judges is about people, when there is no leader, what happens? There is God. There was Shiloh in the midst of the, the nation. God was in the midst of them, even though they didn't have a king. And God was always able to give them somebody to guide them. Beloved, if your parents divorce, don't freak out. Are you hearing me? If they take you to go and live with an auntie or an uncle, don't freak out. Are you hearing me? If you are, you are uprooted and taken to another environment, don't freak out. The book of Judges teaches about how to learn to live in cycles. How to learn to live when things don't seem to be going so well. When things seem to be going so well. The attitude of adaptability. Being able to adapt. Being able to adapt in multitude situations. There may be multitude situations. There are people, they get, they get involved in, 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 in an organization. Once you are transferred, you say, me, I won't go. They transfer me, I won't go. You are sitting here, they say, go move to the back of the class, I won't go. You are, we are going here for this, me, I won't go. I'm not interested in moving. You will not learn. Because every new environment, there is a learning point. That's what the book of Joshua, uh, Judges teaches us. Judges is a very basa, basa, basa book. I think it's a, very, it's a very sad book. It's a book about people who went up and went down and went up and came down, but there are highlights of people who did well in the book of Judges. Some will do well, some will do badly. May you be the one who does well. May you be the one who does well. May you be the Deborah and not the Samson. Amen. May you not be a Samson, 
who has everything available, including angels announcing his arrival, his birth. He has strength beyond anything. Parents who love him. Everything available to him. But he was so indisciplined. The book of Judges is about what you shouldn't be doing in life. He was so indisciplined. In the end, he had his eyes and his vision taken out. And he destroyed people at his death. Oh, look at all the judges. When you study the book of Judges and note the character of each one of them, the effect of how they responded to life. And so next time I have the privilege of coming here, I'll take you through from First Samuel going and the import of those books. Rise up on your feet. Thank God for what you have heard. As the Lord to interest you in the study of the Bible. I'm taking you into prayer. Be quick, be quick, be quick. Move into prayer quickly. Move into prayer quickly. As the Lord to interest you in studying the Bible. To teach you about how to lead yourself and how to lead others show you the characteristics of leadership the values of leadership how to take yourself from grass to grace never to fall from grace to grass like Samson but be able to rise up on the occasion like Deborah not to be corrupt like Jephthah What have you learned today? Pray about it. Pray. Everything that has impacted your heart today, pray about it. Opportunities come in life. Come on, come and sing. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me, and all my days I've been held in. Okay.
for us never to want oh Lord God in every aspect of our lives you nurture us and you feed us and you guide us and you bring us out of every dark place please let every truth that has been shared this morning go deep into these young hearts that they will yearn after your word oh Lord God that they may receive wisdom to take them through every part of life. I pray and ask all of this, my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's be upstanding. We are going to enter into a short period of prayer. I want you to lift up your hands. You have heard the word today. I want you to lift up your hands and begin to pray to God that you will not be the same after this message. I want you to open your mouth and begin to tell God that after hearing this powerful word this morning, you want it to have a major impact.